six. Can you believe it? Of course I can believe it. You like knew this day would come? I've been here all the, all the time. Yeah, more or less. That's true. So, uh, yeah, whisper in your lover's ear. Whisper. Natch. I love Natch. I want to text Mark. Text Mark. He's the sound hawk. You can reach him at 303-548-6877. You got it. 6877. Is that B-U-T-T? Tonight is the night. Tonight is the night. That's a... Moving my mic. Kind of an unfinished track. Uh, you'll hear you'll okay, hear some great. more of it at the end of the episode. If, so, if I get around to it, though, there's a spoken word component that kind of describes what we've discussed on this podcast about how the alien presence was on the landing in my bedroom. Still got the tinnitus? Uh, it's, it's a lot better, actually. And you know what? Uh, my boy Andy, you know, our, our buddy who... Uh, a resident Rilke expert. That's the one. He, uh, he didn't... I don't think he realized that I haven't been drinking coffee, and he brought some coffee by the salon. So Nicole brought home some coffee. Couldn't resist. I've been drinking coffee again. Doesn't seem to be affecting the tinnitus now. <laughs> so what is it? I mean... I fucking don't know. Exactly. Tinnitus the night is what Welcome I do now. to Natch. Um, <clears throat> AKA Natch 9000. Yeah. And some shakeups. Oh, here. Let me pour you a drink. Ah, courtesy of our boy Jay Hayatch. Jay Hayatch! Yep, we got some high... One of the originals. High West Whiskey. One of our earliest bestests. A blend of straight whiskeys. Um, that goes back to like, I mean, it was Defay and him. Bottled by High West Distillery, Park City, Utah. We couldn't even get our mom to listen. Batch number 16A06. Huh. Let me just pour you a little. That's a good batch. We're doing an afternoon recording, so. Ten, oh, okay. That's a healthy, yeah. Is that too much? I don't know. I figure you're a southern man. I haven't. Cheers. Jay Hayach. Let's do a proper cheers. Let me hold 2017 for Jay Hayach. Defe. Kara. To all my friends. JTT. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen Barfly, have you? Neil. Have you seen Barfly? Mm. The. Have you Ooh. seen that movie? What's that again? High uh, Plains Sierra? High West Whiskey. National Geographic has given us five global food trends to watch Ooh, in 2017. Beautiful. These hey, are going to rock your world, man. I can't take the money, Jim. Suppose I'd lost. Every one of these stories this week, I don't know if you noticed this when you were studying the, the docs. But the guts need fuel. All hat tips to some of our favorites. Ham on rye! As a retrospective for 2016, before we head into 2017. This one? Found this via Tamar Haspel. Tamar Haspel. Is there anyone we love more? Tamar, take me to the other side. These are, are these are ridiculous food trends. <clears throat> I mean, they're true, because as you recall, chief podcaster at Natch, Mark Brush, was on New Hope's site predicting many of these things. Yeah. Five things. One. Soda taxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two, GMO labeling. Mm-hmm. Three, well, sustainability. Sustain- they're dumb. They're, they're, they're boring. Well, they're boring they're to correct, us. But to they're correct. insiders, boring. they're boring, Mark. Sustainability. Doy. Like food waste. Food well, Maybe I should explain <laughs> a little bit. Food 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 you and you, you're just so lazy with the sound cues. Dude, there's quite a few of them. <laughs> there are. Soda taxes is all about the battle over sugar. Nobody likes sugar. Soda, well, so soda is people easy. People love the shit out of sugar. Well, soda. That's why they need to tax it. Soda is an easy villain because there's no other nutritive value. None at all. It just delivers the sugar, delivers caffeine. a shitload of it right into your pants. That quickly, huh? It goes right through you. GMO labeling, we care about what's in our food, right? Sustainability, we want to know the water impact, the animal welfare. We want to know about the food waste. We sure do. Because it's a fucking, should be a, it's a crime against humanity to waste food. I'm going to go ahead and say it, Mark. There are people dying all over the world, starving to death. And you're you know going to order, you're going to order a full entree at the fucking cheesecake factory. And yeah, you'll take it, the half of it you don't eat home in a, fucking doggy bag, but you're just going to throw it out the next day. Home Depot. That's a crime against humanity, yo. Home Depot bucket. Number four, food tech, which is the gamut. It's the Hampton Creeks. It's the lab-grown meats. It's the impossible foods. It's the crisper. It's the, it's the, it's the home delivery shit. 
Great. Uh, not so much that. Come on. Number five. It's not really food tech. Oh, it's here. Delivery Number tech. F- this was the best. This was the best. Uh, what, are, what are they calling these? Food uh, trends to watch in 2017 because it, I didn't, it was newish. It's more of a Trump. food wild card. Trump. The impact of Trump. And this is where we get into the We Are Watching segment. Oh, tell me who's watching. Yep. So you tell me when we've done that clip, that uh, sound um, cue. I think I brought it in. Okay. I'm ready to go. I'm going to do, oh, this is the We Are Watching segment with Trump Watch. The, am I ready to go? Oh, I've been ready, yeah. Okay. The wild well, card. Wait a minute. Let me ask you this. The wild card now, there's a quote, will be whether U.S. President-elect Donald Trump will make good on his campaign rhetoric. Isn't that the wild card? Isn't it's it the wild card in pretty much every card. aspect of life in 2017. He has no <clears throat> he has no love for the Environmental Protection Agency, agency saying he wants to eliminate the clean power plan. He's criticized the Food and Drug Administration for overzealousness in food safety regulation and dub- dubbed it the FDA food police. He's not a fan of the United Nations efforts to set global climate change goals, and he's been extremely clear on how he feels about illegal immigrants, many of whom provide critical agriculture agricultural labor. Also, whiskey's going straight to your head. Trump, no, it's not. It's sorghums. Also, Trump has nominated a, nominated a fast food magnate to like the a magnet to the Department of Labor, who has said that raising the minimum wage over fifteen dollars would lead to job loss. Tell me, who's watching? Oh no, we're done with that. Uh, Thanks, Nat, Nat Geo and Tamar. You know what, though? No earth changers. No a mention earth of Trump. There. No game changers. A mention of Trump. No gives renegades. Me, no food renegades. Gives me cause for pause, Mark. You like that turn of phrase? Let's cause just, for pause. It's going to keep rolling. Uh, you know, I'm I'm slightly annoyed by the whole fuck 2016 meme. <laughs> Getting a little old. You're you're resisting it futilely. It was a shit year. Yeah. I mean, you could find reasons to think every year was a shit year. Mm-hmm. And if, hey, if you if you love Donald Trump, Pretty good year, probably for you. But here's why it's uh, uh, this is like I mean, the last it. straw like, for me. Every time somebody dies, oh, it's a terrible year. People are dying all the time. Yeah, but fucking Carrie Fisher died. George Michael. Yeah, George Michael, Carrie Fisher, and then Carrie Fisher the next day, her fucking mom dies. Freedom. <clears throat> well, then Freedom. I also. Uh, so, oh, Alan Thick. All right, up. enough of that. Is that what is that? How does it go? You had it. You got to give what you take. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that album. That's a good song. That was a great I album. I know that whole album. Oh, so good. Start to finish. Really? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? It was like that. It was like dancing around your room in your underwear in no, high school. Was that shit? It was none of that. I want your sex crap. It was What's like, wrong with that it was one? like rock and roll. I think I want your sex is on that album. Isn't it? No, it's not. Oh, crap. I think it might be. I was going to look up the album and I got. Interneted by George Michael's postmortem details emerge. How'd he die? A uh, heart attack or something. <laughs> we're trying. We're trying real hard to make it suspicious. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, screw it. So I after can't. Alan Thicke died, uh, one of his former co or a. Oh, George Michael leaves up to fifty million pounds of his huge fortune to favorite big sister Melanie. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, at least he yeah. seems like a pretty nice dude. <laughs> Uh, no, but after Alan Thicke died, one of his former co-stars, not from Growing Pains, but I think from something else he did, got into some hot water, basically saying that he was jumping ship before Trump got elected. Look and, at the picture hey, of George listen. Michael on Wikipedia. That's <laughs> a fucking classic George Michael picture. Go ahead. I'm listening. Alan Thicke. Barely. So one of his former co-stars made a, a Twitter, I don't know, it was like a joke, but saying like that he was jumping ship before Trump got inaugurated. And people freaked out, and then I think she kind of pointed out, like, uh, he was a liberal or whatever. But I, but I feel like a lot of people who are having heart attacks and dying are people who are kind of like would not be huge fans of his. I'm going to assume that Carrie Fisher was not a giant hmm. supporter. You think that's it, huh? Yeah, it's like, it's like this, it's a curse. Uh, it's this, a curse. this anxiety is driving people, their hearts are bursting in their fucking chests. And <laughs> I don't like that fucking Carrie Fisher died. Because I'll tell you what. Listen Without Prejudice. That's the album, right? <clears throat> I don't know, man. Dude, You're listen the to these Michael tracks. Completist. Praying for Time, <clears throat> Freedom 90, They Won't Go. They Won't Go When I Go. That's not quite right. 
something to save cowboy cowboys and angels. Waiting for that day, Mother's God, Pride, really Heal the Pain. Album, didn't you? Oh my God, such a great album. Oh man, it's hilarious. I just want to hear. Picture you listening to this whole album. It's <laughs> cracking me up, dude. Go ahead. What year did it come out? How old were you? It came out in 1990. Oh, so, yeah, so this is like, like high school. Yeah, you were like you were like sophomore junior, year. sophomore junior. Well, no, that was more than rug in your bobby socks in your room. I was flipping, 17. flipping your water bottle. I bet you had some sort of dance routine worked out where you were flipping dance a water routine. bottle. Am I wrong? You are wrong. Bullshit. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. I feel like with Carrie Fisher, I kind of like had this whole uh, journey in my connection with her when I was younger. Don't start playing fucking music while I'm trying to tell you a story. I'm not playing anything. Oh, bullshit. I see you over there on YouTube. I'm listening. You can't even listen. You can't Did even you? have a discussion. A podcast is a discussion, Mark. It's oh, not you waiting for your turn to talk, all right? Did we finish the Alan Thicke thing? The, the Alan Thicke thing is there are all the liberal celebrities of a certain age, their hearts are exploding in their chest because of Trump. Well, in theory, perhaps. It's a good theory. It seems a little suspicious, that's all. Okay. Uh, but, you know, Carrie Fisher, I mean, I think, you know, she's, she's a, at least for me, she was sex symbol first, right? very fetching as Princess Leia, very vulnerable, but also very sparky. And then come Return of the Jedi, you know, she's got the famous metal bikini. I had like a, and it's kind of funny, I still have it. My mom found you it. You have a metal bikini? Oh, I wish. No, I have like a, a Return of the Jedi companion book uh, that my mom found and delivered to me. And I was showing my kids and I'm flipping through it. And there's like a centerfold, not like a centerfold centerfold, but the centerfold photo is of uh, Carrie Fisher like resisting mm-hmm. Jabba the Hutt but you can you know you can see her metal bra and I can remember when I was I don't know how old I was gave you a small small boy's moment of arousal I don't think I was at the age of boners yet but my friend Brian and I were That's like kind of what I was saying super bad had the hots for her, and we would take turns like making out with this photo oh what the f- weird in front what? of each other is like a cool what the fuck dude I don't know. it's so weird is it I it's, mean it's not it's not quite a circle jerk man it's, it's just like <laughs> It's actually weird. fairly innocent. All right. We that's... just thought she was really, we were like, she drove us crazy. What is that? It's like, hey man, how am I doing? <laughs> I don't remember. Wait, like, wait, 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 let me I see. I don't remember it. what the end game was. I just remember <laughs> like we were both like really obsessed with that picture. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm sorry I made you feel bad. You're not No, you that, didn't. You're... I don't feel bad. Good. Uh, and of course, you know, there was that famous episode of Friends bad. where like Rachel puts on the metal bikini for Ross. I don't remember that. God, you were too busy listening to, yeah. Yeah, I was watching Letterman. No, yeah, you were listening to George Michael, your boy briefs, dancing around your goddamn room. Man, what an album. I gotta, where can I find that? Let me continue though. But then the more time you spend in life and uh, like reading about Carrie Fisher, reading some of her amazing writing, I've been, I was reading some of the Princess Diarists, her new book. Bourbon or? It's just whiskey. It's not. Let me see it. It's fucking whiskey. No, why don't you just listen? I am listening. You're not getting any point. You made out with a calendar. Well, I keep trying to go to the next point and then you're you're like, oh, bourbon? Yeah. There was a great tweet. It was like, what a, you know, what a better way to go out than saying I slept with Harrison Ford in in his prime. Yeah, I saw that too. I guess my only point is, is that like she represents the full journey of womanhood to me. Like, Mm. you know, she was a critic of, of women getting uh, edged out of roles once they got old. But man, when I watch... Hmm. The Force Awakens, she's beautiful. She looks amazing in that movie. Which one is The Force Awakens? The new one. Haven't seen it. The one, and Harrison Ford reprises his role Han Solo. He dies in it. Spoiler. But I mean, he mm. looks he looks older and more feeble than, I mean, she's still very vivacious. And, and I think just knowing like what a grand intellect she had and what a sharp wit. You're a dick. You're just a dick. <laughs> I'm done making podcasts with you. No, please continue. No, fuck you. No, I'm trying to have a moment on. talking about. I would. It was very meaningful. Like I she, was trying she was to give some drama to, to the moment. No, was, you're just trying no, to be an asshole. No, 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 I'm not. You're a son of a bitch, dude. Anyway, she's the full of womanhood. Own. Yeah, she was. A, I don't know. You could. You could. You could. Uh, I didn't have Stay this experience with her. With her. All I, haven't, I haven't you read could, her you writing. You could experience personal growth. You know, I, I, you can have a big crush on her when you're a kid. Ah. But then instead of being like, oh, she looks gross, she's old now. No, she looked great. And she was like fucking awesome. She was hilarious. One of my favorite things about her, there's this ridiculous movie. Back when I was uh, a movie critic or whatever in Chicago. Oh, here we go again. (laughs) 
You're the fucking worst. I'm going to throw that computer across the room. There's a movie called, uh, oh, what's it called? Unsigned or it's like a really pat, stupid, uh, these kids just want to make it in the industry movie. Mm. Full of cliches. It's actually got a skateboarding bulldog in it too. It's really weird. <laughs> I can't remember who the principles are, but there's some amazing cameos in it. The best one is Peter Weller of RoboCop fame plays like this Phil Spectory oh. music producer who kind of shows up near the end. But then the main character, like the girl who's, who's trying to make it big in Hollywood, her aunt is played by Carrie Fisher. But every scene Carrie Fisher's in. So like the first time you see her, she's just like on a phone call with the girl. So they're clearly not even in the same room. They just film Carrie Fisher wherever she was wandering around talking on a phone. Oh, but then there's a scene where Carrie Fisher comes, you know, comes into LA to take her friend or her, her niece and her niece's friends out to dinner. So there, there's a scene where they're having dinner together, but they never show them all together. Like anytime it's Carrie Fisher, she's sitting alone on one side of the table. And oh my God. <laughs> so it was just, I don't know that always cracked me up. So they really wanted her, but they couldn't really get her. No, they got her, but she was like, probably, I don't know if she was like, I don't want to fly all the way out there for the scene or they're like, yeah. you don't have the money to do it anyway. So let's just be creative. But yeah, I loved it. I thought that was so funny. There was something so charming about that economy. Did you know she was a script doctor too? She's, she's an emp- empowered woman. She's a fucking badass, dude. Yeah. See, I didn't, didn't know her that well. We're sad. I mean, I'm, well, you're not sad. I'm not you're saying jackass over there playing your fucking George Michael. <clears throat> all right. We can move on now. Now that you've just ruined that. I'm mean, gonna knock that goddamn thing out of your hands. Don't you remember this video? It was all these models. <laughs> I remember the fucking video, and there's the anti gravity boots. I yep. love that part. Yeah. All right, I'm done. I hey, I'll this just wait till you're making a point, and then I'll just start fucking dicking around. It was a, it was a, it was no, a. There was no Congress montage. there. There was no. <laughs> it was, a, it was you paying respects to Carrie Fisher, me paying respects and to you George being Michael. disrespectful. It was me trying to pay respect for some to someone, and you just proving how disrespectful. We you covered be. both of them. We got we we memorialized two titans of American and you can go sit global on a fucking rusty culture. Nail is what you can do. God. Uh, soybeans gathering storm. Hat tip to Todd Neely. Look at Todd. <clears throat> that's Todd right there. I, I look at Todd and I say, that's a, that's a, that is a, that's a beat reporter. That's a guy. Yeah. That's a guy covering a beat. Yeah. That is a Hankman. And he's only 19. And look at that. He looks like he's 40. That's what covering a beat does to you. <clears throat> so actually that's Todd Neely did not write this. One of his cohorts at DTN, which mm. is a, it's like a data driven agriculture news or something. Mm-hmm. It's a good article. It's about, I mean, it's kind of an overview of some of the brewing turmoil. Some of the craziness that could happen with China if Trump actually plays hardball with with yeah. her. China, oh, with the China. Mighty Dragon? Yep. But yeah, the real problem is soybeans. One if they of them. start if they start deciding not to buy soybeans from us. According to the UK Guardian from Brazil instead. China state run global shit. Times described you know I mean? possible changes that I think there's something <laughs> you should know. New terrorists from the US would trigger uh, a batch Wake of, me up. No, I don't like that one. Go, don't go. like that one. It's all about that freedom, that, that zone. Last Christmas no. gave you my heart. No. And the very next day, freedom. you gave it away. I think there's something this you should know. Year. Okay, nobody wants that. My friend actually did an amazing uh, Instagram post. Actually, Andy, our, our buddy Andy's wife, she did a post. It was a picture of George Andy? Michael. Andy Neeb? Yeah. Mr. Rilke? Okay. Yeah. And it was a picture of him and it said, of course, of course, George Michael died. Last Christmas, he gave you his heart. <laughs> a batch of Boeing orders. Classic wit. It is classic. Will be yep. pl- a batch of Boeing orders will be replaced by Airbus. U.S. auto and iPhone sales in China will suffer a setback. And I'm never gonna dance and again. U- These guilty feet ain't got I do no like that rhythm. one. Is that Careless Whisper? Yeah. That's still Wham, isn't it? Uh, I think so. I wish I had a saxophone right now. And U.S. See, it's fun, right? It's fun to interrupt you, yeah. <laughs> and U.S. soybean and maize imports will be halted. Yep, I already said that. Yeah, well, you're. Um, it's not just soybeans, but among the fallout. No, not mung beans, soybeans. Soybeans. We send a lot of them. We send like 80% or what do we, 30% of our crop goes to China or something like that. It's in the article. It's time get, to start growing some other shit. Get the dock. Dock yeah. with the link. This is a canary in the coal mine here. This is a warning. 
this article. Well, you mentioned Saying, it. look the fuck out. So <laughs> in the fall and winter and they'll get it if, you know, if they said F U U S no more, we don't want your soybeans. We're getting them all from Brazil. We'll get them all from They're Brazil. They're going to throw in some nuts. Longer term, China's growing population and U.S. soybean producers need each other, and there should be plenty of room to find middle ground. Shorter term, however, the price risk for soybeans is extremely high in 2017. You got heard it right here. That's insider talk. As the talk could get tough and trade could suffer, I hate to say it, but it is possible that we will make wake up one morning. <laughs> Look how dramatic. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. But it is possible that we will wake up one morning to read that China is no longer importing U.S. soybeans. Please don't say it so. Even if it is a temporary move, I shudder to think how prices might respond, and producers should consider some kind of protective action You're now. You're being kind of flip. We can't say we didn't see it coming. We grow a lot of soybeans in this country, Mark. If we don't have a buyer for them, we're going to be stuck with a lot of soybeans. We're going to have, I guess we'll all get swole, because we're going to have a meat surplus. We're going to probably have some fucking soybean surplus. Mm. We're going to be some swole-ass mugs. Trump style. Those of us who survived the fallout. Uh, so yeah. Hey, we're making predictions here. This is our year end. Is this our year end show? Yeah. Well, I guess it would be nice if I could touch your body. We should have done a whole joke towards Michael show. Look how deep the catalog runs. Like a you. Ooh, like a you. Remember when he does that? Baby. <laughs> yes, I do. Remember how he spanks his own butt in that video? No. You don't? Uh-uh. <laughs> no, I don't. Bullshit. You know the I whole... I bet, I bet you can do the whole routine. Oh, that was a good... You did a good job with that. Thank you. Baby! Baby! Grocery Tracker 2017 Food Predictions by... Panty Midas? Payments. Praying Mantis? Payments. Without any, <laughs> without any vowels in it. That's that's street. Payments. Hat tip, Payments. To, hat tip to Morgan Oliveira. Of the... Oliveira. Rhode, of the <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of, I'm sorry. I mispronounced it. Of the Rhode Island Oliveiras. Yep. Uh, formerly... Real quick. Does that even matter? Richard Clark. Richard C. Clark? I think I used Author know, of 2001? I think I know Richard Clark. Nope. Director of Ingredient Communications. He used to be a freelancer for... Uh, oh, I'm sure you know him. Us back in the MBJ days. Oh, yeah? He was quoted as saying, listen to this. I haven't heard... Co-branding of ingredients in the food and beverage industry is still fairly unusual. This is the idea that you would look for like a packaged food with a certain ingredient in it that is made by another company. No way. It's common in like the supplement space. Like if you want, I want some probiotics in my yogurt, you get the Ganadin BC30 probiotic and put it in there. Uh, so maybe it'd be like a, So I guess maybe it's the same thing. Some hollandaise sauce produced with Hampton Creek non-eggs. Right. There you go. See how I dropped in Hampton Creek there? Hat still, tip. Still, <laughs> oh, because of Morgan back in the day. Yeah. Fairly yeah. unusual, yet our survey suggests it would resonate with many consumers. So maybe we'll see more coming like that. Marketing finished products that contain branded ingredients that consumers recognize could be key to commanding a substantial price premium in store. <laughs> More fun mm. is when they do a little crystal balling here off of Pinterest. What did they do? They've analyzed user searches, trends, and data from its food and drink categories to compile the likely food trends for upcoming 2017. Don't read the below on an empty stomach. Yeah, they're looking... They're looking for the most fab ingredients, Mark. And You're guess what's be- top on the list? Our boy jackfruit. Not bad, right? No, jackfruit's nice. You still buy it? Yeah, I buy the, I don't really, you know, um, I have no shade on the jackfruit company or whatever they're called. You know what I'm talking about? The, they make there's the, the jackfruit like, the company jackfruits. and there's Upton's. I bought some of their products. I just don't like the flavor, the marinades they make. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I'm buying the cans. You can get a can of organic jackfruit. At Whole Foods. A can? Yeah. It's just packed in water. You drain it. Huh. Mash it up with a fork and throw it in some fucking curry sauce, dude. Well, I talked to the people at Upton's. They're, they, oh, I'm sure you did. They make seitan, a lot of different f- seitan flavors, which you've probably had and enjoyed. Yes. It's they Brooklyn also- hipster seitan with a wax mustache. Oh, Serve yeah, it with some of your homemade you? sauerkraut. So bespoke. And some kombucha. They've got a bespoke jackfruit line, too. Yeah. It'll all give right. you all the energy you need to ride your single-speed bike. Number two. Around the borough. Buddha bowls. Fucking horseshit Buddha bowls. Come on. Which I guess is this. Greens, raw, roasted vegetables, beans, and a healthy grain. All right. Okay, yum. Non-pizza. That's N-A-A-N. 
Zucchini chips. You, got nothing, and you don't want to say anything about non-pizza? <clears throat> Do you know how non-bread is made? Uh, over a hot wood fire. No, you have like a big clay oven. Yep, that's what I meant. The, Tandoori. Well, yeah, there's a fire in it, and the walls of it get really hot. You take the dough, you, you kind stick of it on the side. stretch it out, yeah, you stick it on the side. Slap it on there. You slap it on the side. Zucchini chips. So the toppings are just going to fall right off, is my point. <laughs> Can't cook a pizza in a tandoori oven. <laughs> so it really is non-pizza, because there's no pizza on it. <laughs> but it's, oh, that's funny. Uh, sauerkraut? Live. Yeah, brand new on the no, scene. No, it's, it's on the rise. <laughs> yeah. Like jackfruit was up 450%. I remember. Hey, how about cashew nuts? Yeah, where's cashew nuts? Yeah. Payments. <laughs> octopus. Octopus and olive oil alternatives. Why, what would what the octopus though? Mm. You know what? I think it's kind of incredibly bad mojo to eat octopus. Because as we know. Save it for our book club. No, their podcast. DNA, their DNA is a complete mystery to us. They're not of this fucking earth. Cephalopods are Outer worldly. You really you worried about eating genetically modified fucking ingredients? I'd worry more about eating That's a goddamn alien. Say. Look at that connected dots. Yeah, there's your insider fucking. I think moment. there's something you should know. Cause it seems to me you live your life like, like a, a candle, candle in the wind. Was that him or was That's that just a duet with Elton John? Yeah. But the, I but can't hide. the more famous cover would be <clears throat> No Let the Sun. No, that's the same song. Don't let the don't let the sun go go down down on me. Yeah, maybe that's a different song. Different song. Oh yeah, I can't hide. Okay, this we're off the rails. You just don't give a shit anymore. You got you ruined it for me. You completely undermined my whole beautiful. Had it all mapped in my head. My little Carrie Fisher memorial, and you just stuck your fucking dirty ass. What nose right in the middle? Oh, of it. I I I just it just dawned on me, and now I, now I'll do better because whenever oh, yeah. there's no, you're going to improve. It occurs to me that that you, I'm a prick. No, that the podcast for you is often a vehicle to memorialize someone. No, it's just a, a family vehicle member of a, a celebrity that's touched you, and I didn't realize that. I was I was oh, you, yeah. I Ninety was, <laughs> ninety-six episodes in is dawning on you. It's dawning on me now. And we have different aims here. You're you're all about you know impressing your clients. Showing off your food news yeah, acumen. Because which who they, gives a shit about that? I'm trying to talk about what's real, dude. This they, is a living artifact. This is when I fucking die. This is for my kids. If they listen to so you're, book buddies, you're stealing from so my children right now by interrupting me. They could have got my full unfettered thoughts on Carrie Fisher and modern womanhood, but no. If perchance either your small child or or one of my clients were to listen to this week's Book Buddies, episode two of Please Kill Me. Oh, yeah, they'd love it. Well, I guess so. Wait, but what were you going to say? I'm just going to say that I, I've done that a couple times today. I've imagined, oh, wait a minute, they're listening to this right now. Oh, oh like when we were talking about Cleveland steamers and stuff? Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. You know what? It's time for, it's 2017, be an adult, all right? These things exist in the world. You don't have to run from them, okay? I'm not running from it. I'm talking to everyone who's offended by a little bit of shit going in someone's mouth. I mean, come on. If you're eating at McDonald's, you're eating little pieces of shit anyway. It's uh, a fucking difference. That's all the Big Mac is. What about is. you? Would you rather have a Big Mac or would you rather have Lou Reed <laughs> crap in your mouth? Actually, I'm not sure which I'd rather have. I I, yeah, I think I'd rather have a Big Mac. I might Mac. take the Big Mac, I'm going to take the Big Mac. The year in superfoods. The good, the bad, and the strange coming at us. From Vogue via this Vogue magazine, Mark, you are branching out. Hat tip, Alyssa Sears. Who's that? Christie and Co. Where Charge Kingsbury now calls himself. Oh, okay. Employed. So they are the next to disassociate from us. The next. Dis- I mean, after my tirade about shitting <laughs> yeah. in mouths, next, they, next they don't want to be associated with that. Next client, I won't get. All right. <laughs> Sorry, cutting into your bottom line left you and right. You sure are. All right, we got 10, <coughs> ten here. Ready? Yeah. Chlorophyll. Fucking love it. Green. Give me some. Put, green. Put it in a glass of water. Latches Act- on to cancer and flushes it right out of your body like magic. Activated charcoal. We know a thing or two about that. You bet we do. Shout out, sponsor. Yep. Thanks for that. Back in early 2016? Once a sponsor, always a sponsor, I say. Number. What's that number? How do you order Dirty Lemon? You text it. Text Dirty Lemon. It's online. If you like pretty ladies, check out their Instagram account. I like pretty ladies. If you like pretty men, 
check out their founder. (laughs) (laughs) He's a good looking dude. Amazing hair. Hey, better beverages to drink daily via text only. Dirty Lemon, 917-588-0640. There you go. Don't confuse that with texting the sound doc. I'm different. I'm also... eh, Three, maple water. Kind of stupid, dude. Like, you you could make your own fucking maple water. This, uh, who wrote this? I didn't write it down, but she wasn't, she was lukewarm on some of these. These aren't all ringing endorsements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four. Uh, Hey, wait, real quick though. You uh, remember, cast your mind back like 50 freaking episodes ago. We're talking about the maple syrup cartel. Oh yeah. Jimmy. Vanity uh, Fair finally caught up. They had a big uh, expose in this recent issue issue about the maple syrup cartel. Most recent issue. (laughs) Four bone broth. I'm doing this in the dark. (laughs) It's usually dark. Should do it at night. Uh, bone broth. Her and she, uh, this author was actually a fan of bone broth. It sounded like mm. she was talking about like, you uh, know, who was a Gwyneth bit, Paltrow, oh, Gwyneth. big bone broth lover. What a highlight that was. What episode was that? Like, I hate, I don't like paleo. I don't like dogmatic diets, but I also don't like that when I read, then I read this exceptionally well-crafted endorsement of bone broth. I was like, man, I probably should be drinking some bone broth. <laughs> you, you're, you're, I'm, I'm easily manipulated. That is, that is no, I'm just, susceptible. It's just meat juice. You're sure not a, you're not going to, I'm looking up Gwyneth. What episode was Gwyneth? Like uh, 68. Really? Or no, no, no. It was 86. What was it called? It's called Gwyneth. <laughs> it's pretty easy to find. It, oh, 87. Oh, I was close. I said 86. You were. Good, good memory. Hey, banana flower. That one I'm interested in. Well, it's a, it's a, it's another gut kickstart right there. Prebiotic. Yeah, because it's just like gross. It's like dirty ass banana flour. It's like fucking grinding. Can't find it a lot everywhere. Yeah, uh, they have it at Sprouts. Right, except for Sprouts. They have it at Sprouts. They pretty much have it everywhere. And here's where acai bowls. I'm more of a Buddha bowl guy. Yeah, me too. Could be the mustache kefir. 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 I say kefir. Kefir. Turmeric. Yeah, I mean, kefir is not new. Dude, I, new. I was drinking kefir when I was like. In knee socks, bro. Well, hey, we're going to... love kefir. We're going to stretch... In your big boy pants? Turmeric. My diapers, yeah. man. Number 10, LaCroix. La, La and we're going to read this... Uh, yeah, this one. Where she wax off. poetic. What? It's just ice. This year, the water, LaCroix, transcends its original position as the healthy alternative to soda, becoming a cultural symbol greater than itself. In a digital age where ironic detachment is king... Liking LaCroix has become synonymous with showing the world that you're in touch with trends while also defending yourself from the embarrassment of being earnest. This is the rare power that makes LaCroix 2016's ultimate superfood. Not even Kale could do this much for its troops. It's my Pilates ball. Uh, hyperbole much? It's just fucking sparkling water. They do a pretty good job of... Uh, what? I thought I heard a chicken. Oh, you thought you heard a chicken? Oh, we're done, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, you know what that means. Here comes some... Uh, I don't think George Michael was on there. Candle in the wind. That's just Elton John. Why don't, why don't you... Okay. It's uh, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Yeah, that's the one. Well, that's right. not the candle. Greg's Eggs, coming to you in three... Two, one. If you're lucky, you get to meet one true master in your lifetime. Me? I am super lucky. With a Clydesdale-sized horseshoe up my ass, and I've met more than one. So this week, it's a two-parter. I'd like to talk about two very different lessons from two very different masters I met along the way. Lesson one comes from a master with a high virtue quotient. Think namaste Dalai Lama mofo. One day as we're talking about a lofty goal I had, she blurted out the most powerful six words I ever heard. Easy to say, hard to do. It was so perfect. It made me think of all the big objectives humanoids have. And it can be personal, you know, the procrastination problem I may have. And it can also be professional, like all those KPIs, MBOs, and WTFs you have to do at work every day. The first three words, easy to say. Sure, all those bullet points look great on a piece of paper, a PowerPoint slide, or a freaking flip chart. But when it comes down to actually getting your shit done, the next three words, hard to do, 
That's what it's all about, baby. The reality check. Easy to say, hard to do. Think about that the next time some goofball flippantly flip charts their way through a big task making it sound so lovely with words like strategy and synergy and innovation. Lesson number two. It comes from a master with a low virtue quotient. Think Darth Vader. Many moons ago, when I had a real job, there was a seven-year period when I was surrounded by bankers and investors and turnaround consultants, and frankly, I really didn't want to know much about their bullshit. I just wanted to do my gig and rebuild a sick but iconic brand around clean, wicked new positioning and product. However, I did learn some of what to do and some of what not to do with these jagoffs. Let's put it this way. These guys weren't into B Corps or giving 1% back to the planet, okay? However, there was a master inside this shitstorm. One day he said to me, quote, when you have the cash, the luck will come, unquote. It didn't take long to figure it out. These guys played hardball and used every rule, regulation, and accounting trick to make as much dough as they could before they mercilessly pried the business apart and sold it off bit by bit. Despite the bad behavior, Darth Vader and his low VQ was right about having the cash. When you have it in the bank, your brand can do cool stuff that competitors can't. Cash equals that new product line to wow the retail buyers. Or the cash lets you promote above and beyond the call of duty to crush your competitors on shelf. WTF, if you had enough cash, you could buy a competitor if you wanted to. And the last time I checked, margin dollars only matter when they're cash and you can take them to the bank. Okay, it's time for the close. Number one, easy to say and hard to do. And number two, when you have the cash, the luck will come. Why don't you poi dog ponder on that for a while? What the? <laughs> oh, gee bags. Man, he was having fun. That was a good one. I like that one. I like that. He was on. He was on with that one. And I'm realizing from the get-go with the Clydesdale horseshoe. Technically, class that was our last situation. Oh, that was a great, great visual. Uh, I mean. We're recording this at the end of 2016, but it actually comes out uh, on January 2nd. So if you're listening to this, it is Is that your ball? It's my Pilates ball. Making, okay. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Interesting choice. To sit on this? Good for you, though. Trying to save my back, Holmes. Hey, what I wanted to say, though. So what were the two lessons? Easy to say, hard hard to do. Yeah, and then. Have the cash. If you have the cash, the luck flows. Yeah. It's a very depressing lesson. That is de- it's true. Fucking shit. But I like that, that uh, Greg took the time at the end of the year to kind of meditate on a couple of his masters. It's thankful. So I'd like to ask you, Mark, who, tell me about a master that you met. I'm sure a, ma- a Williams man you've come into contact with literary lions, captains of industry in your days at AOL. Mm, yes, I have. You yourself were probably some sort of someone's master at mm. NBJ. No. Well, oh, come on, Mark. You were the kingmaker. Connor worked for me. We had a good time. He was your master? In some ways. Really? No. I don't know. If I had a master, I'd go back to high school. I'd go back to uh, Fred Atwood. Fred Atwood, who's that? He was the he was the he was the biologist. He was he was an, he was a man of the woods. Oh, he's the one who was, you were banding birds with, he and he would all sorts of strange things. Uh, this man would, would do if you had the if you had the cash, you'd get lucky enough to flow your way over to Galapagos Islands with him, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you had the cash, <laughs> well, you had got to pay for that shit. Well, you, did you actually go to the Galapagos Islands? Oh yeah, I've been to Galapagos Islands, Ecuador, Trinidad Tobago. Really? Drink chicken rum <laughs> and, and then coca. It, I mean, where haven't I been, Josh? Trip uh, around the world? <laughs> I'm well-traveled. Yeah, in these kind of squeaky clean upper crusts. Oh, no, that's true. You Are know, you kidding? That's right. You got fingered by a Sherpa in Nepal. I forgot about that. That's not true. Know this. I remember my bum, my New Zealand bum time. Oh, yeah. You got Randy with a homeless guy under a bridge in New Zealand, wrote a story about it. Okay. Okay. I misjudged you. (laughs) Thanks. I like that you've taken this uh, Ivy League education. Little Ivy. You've brought it into, like, not the gutter, but the chum bucket. Very proud of you. In some ways, you're a master, Mark. You just Uh, want to talk about your own master, right? I I thought I might mention a master. (laughs) 
Well, you know, we're memorializing. I'm thinking of people who died in 2016, and I'm thinking again of my uh, my wife's aunt Carol. I every time I do yoga, I think of her because if it weren't for her, hold on, let me cue up George Michael. Yeah, if it weren't for her, like, don't do that. Oh, you're gonna play. You're gonna play. Don't let the sun go down, man. <laughs> I'm saying if it weren't for her, I wouldn't uh, have gotten into Iyengar yoga. I wouldn't have the yogic foundation that I have, and I would probably be more bent over with back pain than I currently am. Well, so that's hey. I, I miss her. I think of her every time I do yoga. That's all. Mm. The world's a sadder place without her. I just sounded like Mandarin from Iron Man 3. There are those who call me a teacher. Or no, he says, I consider myself a teacher. It's Ben Kingsley. Crystalline voice. Oh, he's such a vibrant young man. Look at him. That was a in while a, ago. In a big blue suit. He's a handsome guy. All right, let's fade that out. Let's get to our actual interlude. I'm, I'm, I'm moved. I am too. I just, like this just, song. Just till the chorus. It goes on for a long time, man. There's a whole other verse. Oh. Yeah. See. All right, turn it down. All right, look at those shoulder pads. <laughs> it's quite a suit. Uh, so we've got, this is from a, a, a tribute album. Thanks, Greg. A highlight of 2016. A master, Always. one of our masters. Greg is most certainly a master. He's a Buddha in a bowl. He's not afraid to say it. Uh, so this, this is from a, an album that came out earlier this year. I loved it. Earlier I loved, last year. I loved it. When he, when he say these bankers and blah, 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 blah. He didn't want any part it of their like he, He's like, I don't give a shit about what bullshit. you're interested in. But. <clears throat> but I guess I, the cash is important. Yeah. Tribute album to uh, to the Beach Boys record Pet Sounds. Oh yeah, we have an interlude. Yeah, so we're going to we'll come hear back with well, Chris Catalina, who I don't <clears throat> I don't know who this guy is, but he's I think doing the food a, news. Oh the food news eventually. Actually, we front loaded the food news. When we come back, it's not so much food news. Just no, one it's one just some antiquated nineteen forty. Yeah, some All weird right. shit coming after the break. God only knows.
Welcome back to the food news eventually portion of Natch, episode 96. Whisper in your lover's ear. Text the Soundhawk. What's that number, Soundhawk? 303-548-6877. That song was a moving tribute to all of our masters. It was. Because God only knows what we're going to do without Carrie Fisher and George Michael and Aunt Carol. Fred Atwood's alive. And uh, Alan Thick. <laughs> were, you, were you a big Growing Pains guy? Remember, remember, I always thought it was funny that uh, Mike Seaver's best friend was named Boner. That for some Odd. reason that made it past the censors. Old 80s sitcoms. Um, so, yeah, thanks for digging up <coughs> this hey. incredibly laborious. No, this is another hat tip to one of our faves. Oh, Zang. Sarah Zang. She surfaced this reprint no, from the good, Atlantic this, in 1914. It's good. It's just like very antiquated. It takes a long time to get going. It's like he has to make damn sure he's telling you exactly how he feels about eugenics and about everything that he studies. And so know this and know that my position on this and everything I'm about to say will come from a place of this and not from this. It's like, all right, we get it. I forget what get it was to the about. Marrow. It's about eugenics. So That's listen right. to this. What's the author's name? Timely. H. Fielding Hall. Yep. When I began, stands for Hugh. Okay, Hubert. Nope. Fielding Hugh. Hall. Oh, just Hugh. You don't know that, or else you're. Oh, you're looking at it now. All right, I'm going to start reading this. So just cue up whatever interruption. Oh, okay. You, <laughs> you're serious? Okay. You just wanted this to take another hour? Okay. Nope. When I, I began over go. twenty. Oh boy. I'm shish. You go ahead. When I began over 20 years ago to study crime and its cause, this fact soon became impressed upon me. To study crime alone would lead me nowhere. Crime was but an eddy in life's current, and to know the eddy I must know much of the current. I must understand something of life, of that humanity in which crime is but a defect not necessarily of the criminal. I must do my best to master many aspects of that life. And among the first of the studies which I found it necessary to pursue was that which is called heredity. I must learn all that I could about heredity. Because all the time many... Nope. What? Because at the time many scientific men declared that all crime was hereditary. It's insane that scientific people thought that. Inevitably bequeathed from father to son and therefore incurable and hopeless... Heredity, therefore, is not a thing in itself. It has no existence, in fact. It denotes no constant actual living force. It is simply a noun. A noun. Wow. Derived from the adjective hereditary. Hereditary means handed down from parent to child. Simply that and nothing more. An estate is hereditary, Mark. So now... <laughs> so now what? So now maybe you should tell people what eugenics is, just in case. I forgot to do that myself. Oh. Uh, I can tell you what it is. Selective breeding, right? It's Gattaca. Dude. Yeah, it's selective breeding. Breeding it was, for it was superior traits. Of, it was catching on. There's a, a dude who was like, I forget his name, but he was like a big proponent of uh, Trump. eugenics. Trump. No, he was a precursor to Trump. But then the Nazi party kind of like got hip to what he was there saying. They liked it and they kind of, they kind of soiled it. That's why this thing, that's why this reprint is coming back into oh, yeah. social circles. So in the zeitgeist. And it's so appropriate to food. Is it? Uh, oh yeah. With totally. Editing well, I mean, shit out of everything. What, what H Fielding <coughs> is saying is saying here is that. Oh, tell us. Well, Crime was but an eddy in life's current, and to know the eddy, I must know much of the current. I already said that. Any effort to isolate and then understand in this isolated fashion could be a GMO. Yeah. Bullshit, it ain't gonna work. Yeah. And so we're in this phase now where we're unpacking that to try to understand the whole system, but man, that's hard. There's so many things going on. Well, you can get caught up in the glittery distraction of each eddy. New York dolls. Um, and now... Leaving this little eddy called biology, let us go into the wide stream of life and see what is known there. Let us consider the process by which man has evolved so far. This is like naked ape shit, brother. And what the experience... Oh, oh no. Is my kid locked out again? <laughs> oh, boy. It's probably Jenny being like, are you still messing around on the microphone? Hello? Oh, who's this? Sounds like Quinn again. It's Harper. That's Harper. Oh, it's Harper. I'm, I'm finishing up. He's finishing up. 
I know. I gotta oh. go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm. <laughs> you ate crackers last night? Is that what she said? You didn't feed them dinner? Are they? Oh, they're at home waiting for dinner. Give me, give me ten more minutes. Bye. Oh boy. No, I'm fine. Um, let us consider the process by which all these man has evolved so far. I put this one in here for a reason. And what the experience and observation of thousands of years have taught us. Let us look at what the eugenist is pleased to call the present haphazard method of mating that obtains even among, the, among cultured people. What is that method? Well, it is usually called falling in love, Mark. That's the whole current right there that you're missing when you're in the eugenics eddy. That's true. He makes, uh, so that, that's the thing. I was actually getting really irritated with this article. Because I, I had to get going to my yoga class. I'm like, God, yes, Mark but- saddled me with this. And I'm trying to read it. And I'm like, oh, boy, I told you just is, to read that one. This is a snoozer. But then I realized, okay, the point he comes to is that this obsession with eugenics takes out the actual, the most important thing of, of successful human beings, which is being formed by a union of love. Without love, you're fucked. Well, d- doesn't he make wonderful points about, well, here, I, here I'm, I've oh, got the quote. A, you want to read a quote? Therefore... Is it this one? Uh, uh, let's say it's this one. Nope, it's not that one. Mm. Maybe it's this one. Do the higher... Mm, wow, we got a lot of quotes in here. Tell you therefore, what. suppose the eugenists had their way and established a state. What would the inhabitants of that state be like in a few generations? They, think, of, think of your corn here. They would, or your beef, any, any food product. They would be tall, broad, muscular, beautiful, delicate to a degree. Me, me, Useless. Not me. Delicate to a degree. Definitely. Useless, save for athletic contests or beauty shows. Always in the doctor's hands. A eugenic doctor, of course. Brainless, incapable of affection, almost wanting in courage, to a great extent sterile. Sounds like a robot. And in the, exactly, and in the end, if the state did not die of, is that a word? It's like it's inane. Inanition. Inanition, huh? Inanition first, some more virile and intelligent race, say the Hottentots. The Hottentots? <laughs> well, this is H. Fielding. Or endemies would come and eat its inhabitants. The eugenic utopia would end up in the digestive apparatus of a savage. Sick transit gloria, eugenii. We're going to get crapped out by the savage. It's just saying we are scientifying ourselves into such a weakened state. You see that the eugenist emits love. That all it takes is hybrid vigor. Some sort of like Georgia. I think of my dog. You go buy a purebreed dog. Oh, beautiful. Looks just right. Nah, get the street dog. Nah, his hips are going to go out. Get the street dog. I got a street dog. He's fucking ox. There you go. We the have we, We've taken the street out of our food supply. Oh, did you want like a trumpet there or something? Oh, yeah, that deserves a trumpet. <laughs> the eugenist emits love. He knows nothing about it or about the world. <coughs> I've never, I never realized how extraordinarily ignorant eugenists were of human nature till I heard a recent eugenic lecture, you know, back on the, the eugenic lecture series. This was 1914. Yeah. And uh, he could, you could. <laughs> Just substitute eugenic lecture with Trump rally. Yeah. Uh, in that, among other things. You could. That's why I put this in here. <coughs> oh, jeez. Excuse me. My throat is all tickly. Are you all right? In that, among other things, the lecturer said that if nowadays there arose a new Cleopatra, she would be relegated at once to the wards of an asylum. Okay. <coughs> I'm done anyway. My voice is shut. There's this one part here. Don't discard me just because I'm not a perfect specimen. Just because you're eugenic and you think I suck. That's a little Elton George counterpoint. Here it comes. They need love. 
can't get love from a eugenicist. Nope. You can't get it from a genetically modified. Don't let the sun go down on love. It's a complex. Don't let the sun stew. go down on your masters. Let their lessons ring it's eternal throughout 2017. Stew. So you know what? Yeah, 2016 sucked, whatever. The eugenists would eliminate all disease and with it, all ability. 2016 You was... need the love. You know what the problem with 2016 was? Not all of love. Bunch of complacent motherfuckers. Hipster mustaches. Lost in their phones. Detached from one another. Detached from a common human experience. Oh. Now we have something to rise up. That's a silver against. lining. That's a silver lining. Yep. It all happened for a reason, folks. In 2017, it's do or die time, just like in the NFL. Yeah, in the not. face. Speaking of in the face, uh, that comes out on Fridays. Oh, you, we got you, a bunch of shows now. You probably already listened to In the Face and Monday. Heard, heard my week 17 picks. Monday is or this. <clears throat> Monday is Natch. Food news. Wednesday? Wednesday is uh, Book Buddies. What are we reading? We're reading Please Kill Me, The Uncensored Oral History of Punk by Legs McNeil and Jillian McCain. <laughs> Josh is getting all like frozen, like he's like getting tested right now. <laughs> this is, uh, That's oral, exactly right. Oral medium, they, they wouldn't have known that. And we're two episodes in there. Yep. Coming up on number three. And, number, and on Fridays. In the face, dude. In the face. In the fucking face. In the fucking face. And uh, Natch.is, not going to be around that much longer. Just go to, go to our SoundCloud. Away. We make podcasts, not Subscribe websites. Subscribe to a feed if you want to listen to the podcast. If you need a homepage, go to SoundCloud, Natch 9000. And you know what? Speaking of community, of a closeness with mankind, if you want to be part of an amazing community, subscribe to the fucking newsletter. Mm. Once a week, you're going to get a hot jet of humanity and of right in your inbox. leadership right in your <laughs> inbox. So fucking brace yourself for that. Brace yourself for 2017. And listen to that Yuletide mixer. That is a... That's, that's something else. That's something it? else. Bravo so to uh, whoever... Uh, it's DJ Old Gay. DJ Old Gay. Dapper Nag. DJ Old Gay. Either or. Either or. Pièce de résistance. 2016. Out with a whimper. 2017. In with a bang. In with a roar. A lion's roar. In a with master's... A Cleveland steamer. A master's growl. In with a George Michael counterpoint... Tonight is the night Tonight is the night